Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Matthew chapter 9 verse 14 says this, Then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment, and the tear is made worse. Nor do they put new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wineskins break, the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined." but they put new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. Amen. Praise God. I titled today's message, New Wine. Here you have, you know, the disciples and the followers, the Pharisees and the disciples of John the Baptist questioning Jesus that, hey, how come your followers don't seem to be fasting, you know, as often as as us? And a little bit of a history lesson here is this, that, you know, in the Old Testament, uh, that will be one uh, season of the year, you know, during the Day of Atonement, otherwise known as Yom Kippur, uh, that, you know, the nation of Israel will be encouraged to fast because it is about atoning for past sins and, and it's a time of fasting and prayer and repentance. And according to the law laid by Moses, uh, it was a once a year affair. Uh, but the Pharisees and to a certain extent, uh, the disciples of John, in, in wanting to show that they were pious, instead of just fasting once a year in which it was required by law, they would regularly fast throughout the year. In fact, at least twice a week uh, to show that they were holy, to show that they were, you know, repentant. Uh, and, and they were criticizing, they were judging uh, Jesus and his followers for not doing the same. And here Jesus replied and said that you, you guys don't know what you're doing and you don't understand that God is about to do a new thing. And in short, Jesus was saying that, you know, was using the parable that if, when the bridegroom is here, why would, why would the guest fast? And he was uh, describing how he is that bridegroom. He is the, 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 the chosen one, the main star. And when he's here right there, why should his disciples be fasting? But there will come a day when, when he's taken away, when his disciples will start to fast. And Jesus then went on to teach that, you know, uh, you guys are fasting as if you're taking an unshrunk piece of cloth and patching it. And you think that by your fasting, by your good works, by your rule keeping and your observance, uh, you can save yourself. Uh, and so you're fasting for atonement. Uh, but Jesus is saying, one day my followers will fast, but they are not fasting to atone. They're fasting in longing for my return. And that is why even right now today, we fast and pray. Uh, to, to draw near to God, uh, you know, wanting more of Him. And so Jesus then went on to say that, no, what, what God is about to do, is there will be new wineskin, a new way of worshipping, a new way of observing uh, obedience towards God. And not only that, the God will pour forth a new thing called new wine. Amen. And many times we read this and, and we understand it as Jesus proclaiming uh, uh, and, and telegraphing 
to, to those listening that he was about to go to the cross and do something that was going to, you know, change history forever. And he was going to atone for all of mankind. And, and after a while, you know, our, our worship will no longer be by rule keeping, but it will be by faith in Christ Jesus, that we'll be saved by the grace of God, being filled with Him. Amen. And But what I want us to focus on is not so much, you know, the wine skin this time, but on the new wine. You know, the, what Jesus was trying to tell us is that, you know, God is not just about uh, removing sin from your life, but it's also about filling you with a new thing. And, and that is something that I feel that God wants us to remember, even as we are drawing close to this, uh, uh, you know, uh, Easter, and also we're in the thick of prayer and fasting season. Many times when we fast and pray, you know, we focus on the doing away. God, I'm fasting for a certain breakthrough. God, I'm fasting so that, you know, I will be rid of this addiction. So that, you know, uh, uh, this this issue from my life, this trouble in my life would go away. Uh, and then don't get me wrong, you know, when we draw near to God and, and at the feet of the cross, God does take away a lot of things in our lives that don't belong there. You know, when we're fasting and praying uh, against sickness and disease, it doesn't belong there. Don't get me wrong. God is in the business of taking away the trash of our lives, taking away the things that don't belong there. But God is also about filling and replacing the old with new things. And that is what I want to meditate on. Now, if I were to ask you, you know, what is this new thing that, that God has filled us with, you know, uh, you would have so many Christian words to describe it. You would be saying, oh, salvation, the new wine means salvation, the new wine means redemption. Those of you who are a little bit more I don't know, spiritual or, or Bible scholarly will go like, oh, the, the, the new wine represents the sanctification. Ooh, big word. You know, the new wine represents, you know, the redemption. Uh, the, the new wine represents the new covenant. Ooh, all these big words. Uh, but here, Jesus uses the word new wine. New wine. And what I want to do today, and as I was preparing for this message, I feel that the Lord draw me to the word new wine. And he says that I want you to teach my people to meditate on the phrase new wine. And because I chose it for a reason, I used it for a reason, said Jesus. And I want us to be able to unpack the phrase new wine and see the nuance of the word new wine uh, and, and begin to to learn from it and begin to uh, uh, draw out principles uh, from this, this choice phrase. How many know that Jesus is the Word of God? And so he is intentional in how he uses certain parables and phrases and examples. So there must be a reason why he used new wine on top of the fact that it was a common thing to the people back then. Amen. And so I want us to, to focus again uh, on the
the what Jesus has deposited in us. Amen. And, and there are at least three things that new wine represents. Three things that as I was preparing for this message, I, I just felt, you know, so uh, uh, in awe and I felt my faith uh, renew and, 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 you know, just become, you know, uh, um, just uh, excited again uh, for Jesus and what he has done. And the first thing I want to share with us is this. New wine heals the old you. Now, I know that sounds confusing. New wine heals? Uh, are you talking about, you know, a glass of wine a day and, and all the research that has gone with it? You know, no, no, no. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, whether to drink a glass of wine today. And also, you know, just just, just uh, notice here that even though the, the message is titled New Wine, uh, today I am by no means endorsing uh, anyone to, to drink more than they should. Uh, and, and what I want to explain is this, that, you know, why did Jesus choose the word wine uh, because a uh, new wine or wine uh, is the product uh, of grapes. I know you're saying duh, you know, but not just a product of grapes, but it is a product of grapes being crushed and then left to ferment and then left to age up to at least two years and then it becomes new wine. Uh, and this got me thinking, why did God use, you know, this, this metaphor, uh, this example, this parable of wine to describe what he will put inside of us? And as I was preparing for this message, you know, the Lord helped me to understand this way. And if you don't mind me sharing a, a personal example, you know, a few days ago, I was just lying in bed uh, preparing to, to go to sleep. And I was suddenly flooded with a memory uh, of my childhood. And, and some of you know this, or some of you might not know this, uh, but the, the Lord brought me back in such a vivid way. It wasn't a vision or anything, but emotionally, I felt like suddenly I was taken back uh, to when I was a kid in, in, in primary school. And I used to be a very shy boy, very shy. Uh, I had trouble making friends, I had trouble uh, uh, talking to people. Uh, and, and not only was I shy, you know, our family wasn't uh, very well to do. And so I I was poor, so I was a poor and shy boy. And, and I still remember one time during recess, you know, during lunch break, uh, you know, uh, people were going to the school canteen and they'll be, you know, eating food and, and I would not have, you know, I, I didn't have pocket money at the time. Uh, so I would just still go there and just watch the other kids uh, eat. Uh, and, but one of the things that fascinated was the, the, the snack section, you know, on top of selling food, uh, there was also snacks. I would see all the kids running up and exchanging, you know, uh, snacks for, or money for snacks. And, and, and I would see all this, you know, take place. And, and as a young kid, you know, I was like, you know, seven years old. I was very confused by all this because this is my first time seeing, you know, transaction, money transaction happening for snacks. And I was always looking and, and, and I became curious. And, 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 you know, even though I didn't have money, uh, I was curious to find out at least how much some of these things, some of these snacks, you no know, chocolates and crack, uh, cracks, uh, uh, I mean crackers. <laughs> uh, there was no drugs being sold at school, crack. Uh, uh, you know, crackers, chips, and, and chocolate, uh, all these things being sold. Uh, and I would, I, would, I would be so curious to go like, oh, I wonder how much it is. Oh, I, and, and, but I knew that I didn't have money to pay for it. So I was very shy. I was like, 
can I even ask? Because if I ask and, and I didn't have money to buy, would, would the person selling it be angry at me? And so many times I'll just stare and stare and I always be wanting to ask. And, 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 and finally one day I, 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 I gave, you know, I drum up enough courage uh, to ask, but I was still too shy to ask when everybody was there because again, I was shy to talk to people, shy of crowds. And so I waited until recess time uh, uh, was over when the bell rang and everybody Everybody was rushing back to class and you had some minutes there. So in the window of a few minutes to get from the canteen back to the classroom, I went up there and very nervously, I asked how much, you know, that chocolate was, how much this was, how much that was, in hopes that maybe I could go back and ask my mom uh, for that exact amount, you know, that, that 20 cents, that, that 30 cents, you know, to buy that chocolate bar. Uh, and, and, and I remember asking and the person said, oh, that's 50 cents, oh, that's $1, oh, that's 20 cents. Uh, and I felt so nervous, but walk away, you know, knowing that I didn't have anything at the moment, you know, to even buy any of the, the snacks there. I, I, I walked away and, and I had forgotten. I had forgotten this memory, but the, the Lord brought me back to it. Now I know it's the Lord, you know, and, and I brought it back to me and I remember how small I felt, how alone I felt, uh, uh, how miserable I felt. You know, I'm not sure, you know, if, if you've been there before when you've suddenly had a, a certain flashback to something that happened in your past. And, and, and even though uh, the, it's the past and you're no longer there, but the memory still remains, the emotion still remains, and, and, and it's still strong, it's still real. And, and I was there, you know, just on my bed, just thinking, and suddenly tears started just forming on my eyes, and I suddenly remember again how little and how useless and how stupid I felt at that time, thinking that, you know, why am I so shy? Why am I so poor? Why am I so so stupid? strange uh, why did i not have friends why am i such an outcast and, and 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 thinking that all the way walking back from the canteen to the class and and i i you know as a you know 38 year old man now i know it must have been i don't know 20 uh, you know not good math but you know at least uh, 21 years have passed since that incident and and I, I, I still felt the, the, the realness, how raw the emotion felt and how small it made me feel. And, and I felt like, oh God, you know, what's happening with me? You know, I was thinking, is this what's happening with fasting and prayer? You know, is this where you start having a, the day where you're having an emotional breakdown? But then the Lord began to speak. The Lord began to give me an understanding. And the Lord says this, you know, the reason why I chose new wine is because the grape was crushed but it didn't remain crushed. The grape was fermented. And let's be real, ferment is just a nicer way of saying rot. And some of us, we feel crushed, you know, by our past, crushed by our mistakes, crushed by the past trauma, crushed emotionally by the past mistakes in our lives. You know, maybe some of us, we feel that we, there's a rot in us. There is, a, you know, we look okay on the outside, but there is a rot with us. There is addiction within us. There is a dysfunction within us. There is a problem within us. And, and, and God began to say that a new wine is a grape that had been crushed. A new, a new wine is grape that had been crushed and fermented. 
New wine is, is grape that has been crushed, fermented, and aged. And maybe some of us have felt like maybe, you know, we've been, we've been passed by. You know, we, we, are, we have been aged, aging. We, be, we feel isolated. We feel like, you know, we've missed opportunities. Uh, we feel like, you know, the best years of our lives have, have flown past us. And we are right now just a, a skeleton of our former self. And then the Lord began to complete the picture, but it didn't stay that way. You see, it became new wine. And we, we might feel crushed, but the Lord's encouragement for you today is this, that, that you might have been crushed, but because of Jesus and because of what he did, because of the work on the cross, because of salvation, redemption, you know, because of all that he has done, we didn't stay crushed. We were fermenting, but we didn't stay fermented. Well, we were we were aging, but we didn't stay aged. And God used the problems of our past. And because of the redemptive work on the cross, we have now become new wine. And that's what I mean by, you know, the new wine that God has deposited in you heals the old you, heals the past mistakes, heals your past trauma. And as I began to meditate on that, I felt God, and, and, and because I was really, you know, I, I know this, this, whether this, this connects with you, I hope it does. Uh, but, you know, when I walked away from that memory, I, I remember telling Cam, like, why am I suddenly feeling this way? And Cam goes like, oh, you're, oh, you know, maybe she's just thinking, I just have a very odd husband. And then she does. Uh, but the next day, as I woke up and I, as I was meditating on it, the Lord began to show me and, and tell me, it says that, you know, because I, I, I started feeling a little bit blue. I started going like, God, you know, I'm, I'm such a weird person. As, you know, God, I, I, I've got all these issues in my life, in my past. You know, God, why are you using me? And God says that it is because of that that I use you. And, 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 and the new wine of Jesus redeems us. The new wine of God, you know, heals our past. And, and God began to give me this revelation. He says this, you felt crushed at that moment. And it wasn't just that moment. If you're honest, you know, there are many things in our life that has crushed us. Rejections, disappointments, mistakes, you know, uh, uh, of our own doing, you know, betrayal, everything. You know, we feel crushed, uh, we feel fermented, we feel aged, isolated, you know, whatever it is. And God gave me this revelation. He says here, the rock that crushed you, I have turned it into your stepping stone. And I begin to go like, oh, wow, God, you're right. Because once I was a very shy boy, once my family was, you know, poor, but, but by the grace of God and through the redemptive work of Christ Jesus, I am no longer shy. I once was shy and the, the rock of shyness, the rock of an introvert, the rock of my past, the rock of isolation, the rock of, of you know, feeling like an outcast, uh, crushed me, but the Lord redeemed me. And now I am no longer crushed. 
Now I stepped upon the very thing that used to crush me. Once I was shy, but now I'm not shy anymore. Once I was scared of crowds, now I'm not scared of crowds anymore. Once my family had nothing, but now my family is blessed by the Lord. Amen. And then I, be, I just want this to be an encouragement. And because Jesus, I feel Jesus tell me even right now that there are a lot of you who are watching this, listening to this, you know, you too have felt the, the sharp pain of isolation. You too have felt the sharp pain of feeling like you didn't quite belong. And it felt like, you know, you, you were, you know, misunderstood and, and it crushed you. You know, you felt your dreams crushed. Uh, you felt like, you know, your hopes were crushed. Uh, you felt like your future was crushed. But friends, I want to let you know that in Christ Jesus, He redeems you. Jesus takes that which was crushed and He turns it to new wine. Hallelujah. Jesus takes that which is fermenting and He turns it into new wine. Amen. Jesus takes that which was aging and in His hands, it turned into new wine. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. And a new wine is a beautiful thing. New wine is something that was desired. And Jesus is saying that the redemptive work on the cross has redeemed your past. He has healed you. Are you still struggling with something in your past? Are you still occasionally like me where the feelings and the emotions and the trauma come flooding back and you suddenly feel so small, you felt so defeated? Well, friends, you might have been defeated, but you're defeated no more because Jesus has risen from the grave. Amen. You know, and, and I just want to share that because, you know, it was something that, that God helped me to understand. You know, it was God is saying that you, you might feel that you don't quite belong, but you belong to me. Hallelujah. You might feel like, you know, you are good for nothing, but you're good enough for me, says Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's mainly the first point I want to share with us today, which is that new wine. Jesus chose the word new wine because new wine is a product that comes through a process, a painful process. And so if you would submit your pain, especially the pains of your past, or even present to the process of God, to the process of the cross, and allow God to heal you, allow God to speak the no life to the dry bones of your life, then new wine will come out of your crushing. New wine will come out of your fermenting. New wine will come out of your aging. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, I wrote here, Jesus and all that he has done is stronger than your past. Wow, I'm going to say that again because it feels like this is something that somebody listening, watching right now, you need to confess to your soul. Jesus, our Lord Jesus, and all that he has done, the cross, the resurrection, all of that is stronger. Friends, is stronger, is bigger, is more powerful than your past. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. My second point is this, that the second meditation of new wine is this, that new wine helps the now you. Uh, get it? Because new wine heals the old you. So what about the now? Well, new wine helps the now you or helps you now, if you prefer it to be grammatically correct. But I, I like to, you know, spin it a little bit. Helps the now you. You know, what is the now you? You know, the now you is, is, is you know, us going through our everyday life. 
You know, as I was preparing for this message, you know, you know I begin to uh, reflect on, on like, Lord, you know, uh, every day, you know, I, I, God gave me this revelation that, that you know, whether you, you have Jesus or you don't have Jesus, you will have trouble. Ooh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's not very encouraging. But it's true, isn't it? You know, uh, what do we face with now the most? Our troubles, right? And whether it's the form of a bill that needs paying uh, or an uncertain future or uh, uh, unpredictable boss uh, or a sickness or disease in our life, uh, uh, the pain that's being suffered by a loved one, uh, you name it, we all have it. Amen. You know, some of us, we, we might have a sickness in our body and another person has a bill that they can't pay. Another person doesn't know what they are to do with their future. And another person who has a job, it, it doesn't know what to do with their boss. And so everyone has problems and every day has problems. Jesus says, don't worry about the future for the future has enough problems, has enough problems of its own. And, and, and this is in not trying to discourage but this is biblical. In John 16, 33, it says this, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. We might have trouble right now. You know, all of us right now, we face a trouble, uh, an issue of, of a certain size and complication. But the good news is this. Jesus promised you will have trouble, but you will also have peace because he has overcome uh, the world. Uh, and reason why I say new wine helps with, with, with the now you, helps with what we're going through now, uh, is, is, be, is because, you know, the world uh, seems to portray that uh, when you are faced with a problem, you know, you, you, you turn to the bottle, right? I'm not sure whether it's a stereotype, but, you know, many times you know this to be true. People start drinking or turning to the bottle uh, uh, when they are faced with a problem because they just want to escape it momentarily. Uh, they're looking to the bottle. They're looking to alcohol for peace. And Jesus says, how come my people don't turn to me and the new wine I have for them when they face their problems? Why are they turning to alcohol and not to new wine? And maybe for you, it's not alcohol. Maybe your bottle is a bottle of prescription pills. Maybe your bottle is, is pornography. Maybe your bottle is, is you know, drugs. Maybe your bottle is a holiday. Uh, whatever it is, your bottle, you know, is that thing you know, that, 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 you know, helps you to momentarily escape the feeling of feeling trapped and the reminder that you have a problem. Uh, but Jesus is saying that, forget the bottle. I have new wine for you. Again, I am by no means saying that, you know, start drinking. But if you're going to drink, drink of Jesus's new wine. Drink of the new wine of salvation. Drink of the new wine of his resurrection. Drink, you know, turn to him, in other words, instead of turning to the bottle. What are you facing right now, friends? You know, and don't forget that Jesus, not only has he taken away your sin, he has given us, he has filled within us, within us, friends, is new wine. Amen. You know, the Bible says this, and I believe it's in Timothy, it says that, um, uh, 
for God has not given us a, a spirit of fear, but He has given us a, a you know a, a, a power, love, a peace, and a sound mind. You know, isn't it cute that you know the the word has the, the world has another description for for alcohol? It's it's spirit, but the Lord has also given us a spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Amen. Within you is a new wine of God's redemptive power. Within you is the new wine of God's love. Within you is the new wine uh, of God's sound mind, God's peace of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you facing an issue? Are you facing a challenge right now? Stop, Jesus says. Stop trying to solve it with your own strategy. Stop trying to solve it with your own methodology. Turn to his new wine. Drink of the salvation that he has given you. And then what Jesus wants us to do is this, that whatever you're facing right now, whatever trouble that you're facing right now, no drink again. Remember again how much you are loved by God. Remember again how much, you know, uh, 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 he has gone for you, how much of a price he has purchased you. And if God would die for you, and if God would go to, to, to death for you, and take your place and how will he allow this thing to crush you amen and, 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 and turn to the new wine of Jesus and allow that to give you new strength allow that to help you many times you know uh, what we need uh, to face our current troubles is is a new perspective and the new wine God is saying the new wine of salvation helps us to have the right perspective can you imagine how you, you're going to face, you know, your problem. Maybe you're, you're facing a very difficult boss. But remember what Jesus says, I have overcome the world. So your boss is not a problem. So instead of trying uh, to, uh, you know, stress over it unnecessary, trying to connive your way around your boss, trying to look for a new job, trying to, to I don't know, uh, uh, manipulate office gossip and office politics. No, turn to the new wine of salvation and remember again that Jesus has accomplished it all. Jesus has overcame the world. Are you facing a problem with your studies? Jesus has overcome the world. Don't stress, but now begin to study, begin to approach your study with from a position of victory because yes, the world might be filled with trouble and Jesus says that in this world you will have trouble but you are not on the losing side. You are on the winning side. And the right perspective sometimes can be the key between victory and defeat. So I encourage you, friends, you know, why do you approach whatever problem you're facing right now? Do you have a loved one who has fallen ill and, and the doctors have said that this is a situation, this is a condition that cannot be reversed? What did Jesus say? He has overcome the world. So why do you begin to pray? Why do you begin to prophesy, you know, not according to how you feel, but according to the truth that is found in the word of God? Would you turn to the new wine of salvation again in this season of, of trouble that you might be in right now? Amen. Point number three is this. New wine holds the new you. That's right. I'm going to say it one more time. Point number one is this. New wine heals the old you. Point number two, new wine helps the now you and new wine holds 
the new you. You know, everybody, you know, wants to get better. Everybody wants to, you know, wants the future, you know, to be, you know, uh, uh, more uh, uh, glorious, to be more successful in the future. The reason why so many of us are disappointed uh, with the lockdown of 2020 was because 2020 didn't turn out the way we expected it to be because we hope that with every year will come a new level of success, a new level of breakthrough. But friends, you know, the, the, the new you, the better you, the more perfect you is not found in the new year. It's not found in a new job. It's not found in a new relationship. It's not found in a new postcode. It's found in the new wine of Jesus Christ. Why am I saying this? You know, let me read you uh, some scripture. You know, it says here in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. The best thing you can do, the best you that you can be, is to be a disciple and follower of Christ. If you want to know what, what is the best way uh, you can make the most out of 2021? It's to be a follower of Christ. If you want to know what's the best way to cash in on 2022, it's to be a follower of Christ. If you want to know what it, how to be you know, successful by 2030, friends, it starts with being a follower of Christ. Christ. And God began to tell me, you know, a lot of my people, they are like new wine skin. They contain the new wine, but are they drinking the new wine? You know, and God began to say, the reason why I use wine is because when you drink wine, it changes you. You know, we have the saying, Dutch courage. No offense to our friends in, in the Netherlands, but you know, people have a saying, right? That when you drink, you know, alcohol, you become braver. Now, whether that is true or not, I have no idea. But I do know that, you know, when, when you have a glass of wine, since we're using new wine, for example, you know, people do loosen up. Uh, but one, uh, it, even if we don't want to get into the controversy of, you know, alcohol consumption, uh, I do know for a fact uh, that when you have a good meal, uh, that good meal uh, can be improved uh, with good wine. You know, I've been told before that, that the secret of French cooking is two things, butter and good wine. Well, they would say French butter and good French wine, but you get what I'm saying, you know, and I've known personally how, you know, a piece of steak tastes delicious, but when paired with the right condiment, you know, ooh, it becomes more delicious, you know, or fried chicken or whatever, you know, uh, indulgement of your choice. And, 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 the, and I feel that Jesus uh, telling me this, that you see, Dave, the world understands this, that when you drink, you change. How come my people don't understand? How come my people are just happy to be carrying my new wine, but they don't realize that new wine is meant to be consumed. New wine is meant to be enjoyed. New wine is meant to be drunk in. My question to you is this, have you been drinking from the new wine of Jesus? And what, what do you mean by this? You know, I, I wrote here, are you merely carrying God's love, power, peace, his values, or are you allowing it to change your character? Wow. 
A lot of us, we're, we're carrying around, our life is a wineskin, we're carrying around the new wine of God. And you know what's the problem with carrying stuff? That after a while, it becomes a chore. And a lot of times, you know, we, 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 we carry God's peace, but we're not enjoying God's peace. You know, so it feels like, oh, God's peace, God's love, you no know, faith, all these things, they are expected, you know, of me as a Christian to be carrying it. And, and, and we, after a while, we have a religious view. Yeah, 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 I know, I know, as a Christian, I shouldn't worry. No, 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 it's not about shouldn't worry. Don't just carry, shouldn't worry. Drink, shouldn't worry. Drink in God's faith. That, that is made available to you through the finished work on the cross. Drink in God's love. Don't just carry God's love around God. I know, I know that God loves me. And that's the problem a lot of us have. You know, we, we, we carry on God's love thinking, I know God, God loves me, but we, we don't do it. But we don't see it, you know, affecting our lives. But the moment you drink, you know, the moment you drink, when you consume wine, it changes, right? Without sounding crude, but, but when you drink wine, you, you begin to say things that you didn't dare say before. And could it be that the secret to your prayer life is drinking in more of the Holy Spirit, drinking in more of God, and realizing that why am I so shy to pray when Jesus went to the cross to give me the privilege to pray? Oh, I'm going to pray. Oh, why am I so shy to prophesy? Jesus went to the cross so that I can have the Holy Spirit living in me so that I can prophesy as being led by the Holy Spirit. Do you see what I'm getting at? Don't just carry around religion. Drink in the new wine of Jesus. Amen. You know, what, that, that, that's, that's what Jesus wants us to understand that the wine in the Middle Eastern culture is meant to be enjoyed. Wine is there during weddings. Wine is there, you know, to, for celebration. You know, wine. Jesus had, had, had bread and wine. He drank the Last Supper with his disciples. It, it is powerful. It is celebration. It is worship. And how come we are just happy with just carrying around why do you begin to drink off the simple revelation that you are loved by God and allow the finished work on the cross, allow the redemption of God, allow the resurrection power of God, drink it in and allow it to change the way you view things, right? People say there's such a thing as beer goggles. When you have too much, you, you, you begin to see in doubles. But when you drink of new wine, maybe you begin to see God's potential. Hallelujah. When you begin to drink new wine, uh, instead of Dutch courage that the natural alcohol produces, you know, when you drink of God's new wine, prophecy and faith begins to spill out of your mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I just want to encourage us with, with this, you know, simple message. And, and, and I, I know some of us might be thinking, but, but Pastor, you don't understand, you know, uh, uh, the, where, the where I work, you know, it's not as simple for me to just pray. Or it's not simple for me to just, you know, no, but that's what God wants you to do. You see, the devil wants you to, to, to keep the wine to yourself. But another thing, bonus point number four is this, the wine, new wine is meant to be poured out. New wine is meant to be poured out. New wine is meant to be shared. New wine is meant to be drunk. And, 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 and what a shame that we're not partaking of God's new wine. Don't just be a carrier 
of God's redemptive work. And there are many times we misunderstand this, right? You know, because like the scripture I read to us earlier, Luke chapter 9, verse 23, right? If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. And we think take up his cross daily is, is like a, a sacrifice because the cross represents death. The cross represents, you know, uh, 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 you know, crucifixion. And don't get me wrong, the cross does represent that. But through the lens of Jesus' new wine, the cross also represents victory. The cross also represents a new chapter. The cross also represents a, a, a direct connection with God. And so, you know, even when you read scripture, read it, you know, drinking in the new wine, the Holy Spirit, and going like, wow, that's right, deny himself, but take up his cross, and the cross is my victory. The cross is, is testament that Jesus loves me. The cross is the fact that my Redeemer lives because the cross is empty. The grave is empty. Hallelujah. And, and that is what God wants us to do today. You know, God wants us to come back to this simple, thought, you know, again of like, remember, don't need to complicate things. You know, I have deposited my new wine within you. And that new wine is a redemptive new wine. You might have been crushed, but I have taken what crushed you to become a stepping stone for your life right now. And if you still struggle with different things, you know, begin to surrender them to God. And under God's new wine, begin to see them, you know, and, and begin to see your past. I might be crushed, but I'm not destroy. Amen. I might be persecuted, but I'm not abandoned. Hallelujah. You know, begin to see, you know, how God is our present help in our times of need. You know, the teachings of Jesus and not just the teachings of Jesus, what Jesus has done is not just a, a, a something that happened in history. The cross wasn't just an event in history. It is the proof that Jesus has overcome the world. Why do you turn to that? Every time you're faced with a problem, remember that no problem is too big for God because Jesus, Amen. The new wine of Jesus Christ is this. I have overcome the world. And friends, most importantly, if you are a Christian, if you carry God's new wine, then it must affect you. Amen. It must affect you. Even if you're uncomfortable with all these analogies of drinking, then at least accept the fact that some wine will make whatever food that you're tasting taste better. Well, at least according to the experts. <laughs> And I just want to encourage you this. I know you might think that, but again, does it mean that I got to let God into my life? Yeah. Yeah. You mean let God spill? Like you say, but no wine is meant to be poured out. So you want God to overflow? You want, you want faith to overflow into every area of my life? Yeah. But, but, but pastor, you don't understand. That, that, that sounds so messy. You don't understand. I'm a professional. My friends, what you don't understand is this, that the devil lies. The devil wants you to think that, you know, when God, when the new wine of Jesus, when the new wine of salvation, the new wine of redemption, the new wine of resurrection, the new wine begin to overflow your life. You know, the devil wants you to think that it's going to be apocalyptic. But, but, but here's the, the key word. Do you know that the world has taken the word apocalypse to let it mean a negative thing right now, right? We think zombie apocalypse, you know, apocalyptic future, you know, age of apocalypse, whatever it is. But do you know apocalypse in Greek means to reveal? And, and, and that's where we get the word revelation. 
You know, the last book of the Bible, and originally in Greek, it was called John's Apocalypse or the Apocalypse of John. In modern day context, it sounds, ooh, that's messy, that's troublesome, but actually it means the revelation that God gave to John. What you don't understand is this, God is saying that let my new wine overflow into every area of your life. You know, yes, it will be apocalyptic, but not as you understand it. It will be revelational. It will reveal and you reveal and begin to see that, wow, actually, I don't need to worry about the future because the new me, the best me is found in the new wine. I don't need self-help. I don't need another, you know, uh, 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 gym membership to make me happy. I don't need to lose weight to make me happy. You know, I, I don't need a relationship to make me happy. I already have all the happiness in my new wine found in Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, I, this is just a, a message that I just feel for, that, that is from the heart of the Lord for all of us here. And I pray that this has encouraged you and this has blessed you and this has helped you change your perspective to see that God loves you and He's working in your life. And before I close today's message, you know, I just want to give an opportunity for our friends who you don't know Jesus. And you might be thinking, okay, you know, fine, you know, it's cute that you used to be shy and you're not shy anymore, you know, but you know what? I'm not crushed. I'm fine. I don't need God. I'm good. You know, I'm not abandoned. I'm not fermenting. I'm not aging. God forbid. And, and you might be thinking you're all right. And, and yeah, maybe you are all right. And maybe you're like a grape, you know, ripe, beautiful, juicy grape, pleasing to the eye, delicious to taste, one of the best produce of the world. But do you know what? makes grape better when it becomes wine. A grape can live and die, but when a grape commits to the process of becoming wine, it lives forever. Do you understand? That's why in the world we live in today, people like wine. That's big. ooh, this is a good harvest from 1970. This is a, you know, I don't know all the fancy French names of, of white wine, red wine. And do you see that the reason why we value that is because the grape that was in 1970, 1800s, you know, for all I know, committed to the process of being crushed, committed to the process of fermenting, committed to the process of aging, and comes out as a produce, a perfect produce called wine that lives on forever, lives on greater than what a single grape could ever dream to be. That, in short, my friends, is salvation. That, in short, my friend, is life with Jesus. You might think you have it all, but friends, you're missing out. Life with Jesus is beyond your imagination good. And, and, and God will be able to take whatever good you have and make it greater because our God is the greatest. But what do we need to do? We need to come to Him and surrender to the process and allow God to, 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 to crush our pride and come to Him with humility and say, say God, I, I am fermenting. I am rotting. There is sin in my life. But God, would you take me? Would you mold me? Would you, would you redeem me and, 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 and make me your new wine? And make me your new wine skin? You know, that, that's what Christianity is. That we come to God and we believe that we are sinners and that God so loved us that he gave his only son, Jesus, 
to die for our sins. Jesus was crushed on our behalf so that we can have new wine of salvation. Now, would you crush your ego? Would you crush your pride? Would you come humbly before God and say, God, I'm sorry, I need you more than I realize. Come into my heart, forgive me of my sins, make me new. I want to follow you for the rest of my life. If you do that, friends, I guarantee your life will be renewed like new wine. God bless. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.